0: Is this thing on? 30 seconds.
1: Okay, let's get this show running.
0: The team presents The Jim Davis Show on Colorado's sports leader, The Team. Nine o'clock, it's hour three, and on a Tuesday, that means it's Mav's Day, Mav Day, where we talk to players and coaches of the Colorado Mesa Mavericks athletic teams, and we get things started with your nine o'clock hour with the head coach of the Mavericks men's basketball team, Mike DeGeorge. Good morning, Mike. How are things over on campus this morning?
1: Things are great appreciate you having me on absolutely
0: we love having you on every week to talk about mavericks men's basketball you added some new players we'll talk about that uh coming up in just a little bit first we'll give you a a final recap over the weekend beat uh, a scrappy uccs team 70 to 62 on friday night uh owen koontz led the way with uh, 15 points 12 each from trevor baskin and reese johnson 42.6 uh, 42.6 shooting. I referenced that because we'll reference Saturday where you shot a lot better from the floor. But uh, how did how do you feel Friday went for you? You kind of put the hammer to him in the second half after struggling in the first half.
1: Well, and honestly, um, it just wasn't a very good night for us. We um we struggled a little bit from an energy perspective and then they sat in the zone, which they, no one's really done that to us. Um, in a while, I don't think since I've been here, anybody sat in the zone, the whole game. And, um, you know, we just, it just wasn't a great mental night for us. And then on top of that, we've been, you know, this past week, it was kind of became pretty aware just how much our defensive habits have fallen off. And one of the things that occurs, you know, basketball's connected at both ends of the floor. And when we're trying to play faster and we're emphasizing pace, one of the things that's happening in practice is both teams are playing, trying to play that fast. And so it's leading to some fatigue in practice. And at the defensive end, guys taking more chances, being out of position more, not communicating, uh, all kind of related to the fatigue. And so through that and our emphasis on pace, we've lost some of our defensive habits. So, That was sort of apparent all week, and it was a big point of emphasis, and it was pretty disappointing that when they went to zone, that sort of became distracting, and then we really fell into those bad habits at the defensive end in that first half. But the guys responded with a lot of energy in the second half, and then it carried over into the next night.
0: And uh, we'll we'll get to Regis in a moment, but you talk about is the fatigue in practice and the way that you set up practice, is that, you know, do more conditioning? Is that a change in the kind of how you – uh lay out the practice how how do you kind of guard against that when it comes to to actual game nights on a friday and saturday in the armac
1: yeah it's not really conditioning related i mean i think our guys are in pretty good shape and we're deep enough where in games we can always just you know we're deep enough where we can run new guys in there whenever we need to um it's really more about what you said and that is changing the structure of practice so you know we've come up with a couple of new drills that we haven't done in the past um where one is you don't get to go, we call it stop and go. So you got to get a stop in order to run and go play offense. And then we just go until the next team scores and we reset in the half court. So that allows us and gets the mindset of running, you know, when you get a a stop. Um, But you don't get into these crazy sequences where both teams are playing so fast. It's just like a ping pong match, you know, go back and forth. Uh, So that helps. And then we've set up a couple other things structurally, work on you know running after a make and and uh running against zone and and so you know we we just need to be able to break it down a little bit and not have it be such a free-flowing scrimmage when both teams are playing this way or the other thing that we'll start to do is we'll use like our scout team as a control group they'll play slower and then our main group will play faster and that also creates that contrast but um you know we will be facing some teams coming up adam state will want to play fast. you know and so will west texas so you know we will have some more track meet kind of games as well so we got to be able to do it when both teams are playing fast as well
0: and you mentioned saturday they played a lot better defense looked like it you know was affecting regis a lot more than maybe uccs 27 percent from the field 15 from three point where conversely you guys shot over 50 percent you know from both of those metrics over the course of the game and Uh, You guys got up big, got got a chance to get a lot of those bench guys. I think he went 15 deep on Saturday against Regis. So a lot of those guys that don't get to see a ton of playing time, they got some minutes on Saturday against the Rangers.
1: Yeah, you know, and we got a pretty veteran team, and we feel like, you know, we should be, you know, we're, we're very ready to, to compete at a high level. And we really haven't played uh, at a very high level this year consistently. This Saturday night was the first night that we have, and so it was great to see us get some separation for the first time and really be able to get some of those guys that work so hard and practice some time. So that was great to see, and it was good for us just to put a quality effort at both ends of the floor together, uh, you know, sustaining it over the course of the game.
0: Coming up this weekend, you have Adam State, then you're off to Las Vegas. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But uh, you guys signed a couple of players. You got a 6'4 combo guard out of Argyle High School in Texas in Jason Dempshire. Uh, four-year varsity player, state champion as a freshman, 13-8, two assists per game uh, during his junior year. He first-team all-district. Talk about what type of player you're adding in Jason Dempshire.
1: Reese Johnson has decided he's going to graduate and go to medical school at the end of this year. So he's not going to use his COVID year. And so he's kind of replacing uh, that role. And they're, they're similar players that, you know, he's a big strong guard that can make shots, but just a really high IQ guy, a 4.0 student, just a great culture guy. And, and he's a good athlete. You know, he came in in the fall and uh, practiced with the team. And you know what I mean? Like all of our concepts that are kind of unique to us and, you know, we basically showed him one time. He was just able to do it. He's one of those guys that just, you know, kind of gets it and, and is very adaptable and and very coachable. So uh, he'll be a great, uh, you know, culture guy and and you know, eventually fill a very similar role we think as Reese Johnson has these last four years for us.
0: And also uh, coming aboard is Emily Jallo, six six wing player from Bear Creek kind of fits your your vibe and your style perfectly he's athletic 23 points 12 rebounds uh, to start his senior season he's tall he's long he's uh, got a lot of ability talk about uh, the addition of Jallo.
1: yeah we really think emily has a chance to be an incredibly special player you know and he's different than mac or trevor but we'll use him in the same kind of way is that right now he plays point guard on his high school team but he guards the center on the other team and and, uh, you know, he's able to get out and switch and do lots of different things defensively. And then offensively, he's a very good shooter. He's a very good handler and distributor. He's got a really young team this year he's playing with. They graduated most of their varsity players from last year besides him. And so, you know, he's having to kind of do everything for them right now. Uh, but they'll, you know, they'll come along as the season progresses. Um, but, you know, he's just a great team player, incredibly unselfish, and and really connected with the guys when he came over and visited.
0: So coming up this weekend, you have Adam State on Friday, and then it's uh, kind of a quick turnaround. You go down to Las Vegas. Let's start with the Grizzlies. Uh, kind of stumbled out of the gate. They're last in points per game allowed uh, in the RMAC, but they got into the win column against New Mexico Highlands last week, 78-71. to They can definitely score it, even though there's some weaknesses defensively.
1: Yeah, they have a very talented team. They have uh, two quick little guards and Dustin Williams who played for them and led them in scoring, like, I think it was the COVID year, and I think he was a junior then. So I'm a little confused where he's been or how he's still playing. But he's a very talented player, um, and so he's their kind of lead guard. And then they have a young man that we recruited out of high school, you know, like four years ago, uh, Jude Tapia, who's another quick little combo guard who can really score. So really talented backcourt that can score, but undersized. And then up front, you know, they have some division one transfers and they have just some big athletic guys that have skill. And so, um, you know, it's a very talented team. And, you know, they've been a little bit up and down, but, you know, you watch them on film, they are uh, very talented and, and a scary opponent. We're going to have to be right to have success. And, you know, going over to Alamosa is always hard. And then it's finals this week. So the guys are – We'll be finishing up on Thursday with finals and then driving over there and then, you know, looming in the background is, is West Texas, which is obviously a really meaningful game in terms of regional rankings for us. So to keep our focus on Friday night and recover from uh, the academic year, uh, it, you know, it's just kind of an odd set of circumstances. It'll take a lot of maturity to go over there and play well on Friday night.
0: And how much role do you, you and Kyle Boucher as the, as the coaches on this squad kind of play in, in keeping them focused, not just with finals. You have some big regional games coming up with uh, West Texas a and at least one, and then Simon Fraser. It's a trip to Vegas. It's after finals, but you still have... Uh, A conference game, which is a really important road game at Adams State coming up on Friday night first. Bad defensive team. I mean, kids all know the numbers that this team will give up a lot of points. How do you kind of keep them focused on the task at hand day in and day out with a lot really happening here over the next eight days?
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, the nice thing about having a veteran group is that the guys should just have an understanding that no matter what records are, no matter, you know, what the deal is, you go over to Adams, it's hard. I mean, you're playing at high altitude, and, you know, the gym usually is either burning up or freezing one or the other. So it's just a really tough circumstance. They usually draw well, and they get good crowds, and they're they're on you, and it's impactful uh, uh, on the game. And so, you know... most of our guys have an understanding of that and then just how hard it is to win on the road and uh, in these circumstances. But we really just always try to challenge them. I mean, I just try to be straight up with them and be like, here are the challenges, you know, average people and average teams are not going to succeed in this environment, you know, and let's, are we going to rise up to it and, and meet it? What, what the challenge is, you know, we don't get to play West Texas till Monday. So why would we be worried about that? You know, this is Friday and we need to be ready on Friday to play Adams. So, Um, you know, and I think this group will respond, but it is real challenge. And, you know, we practiced yesterday and, uh, it was the worst practice of the year. I think they're just very fatigued with finals going on. It was really tough. So we gave them today off and we'll come back tomorrow and, and Thursday and, and get ready for Adams and go do the best we can.
0: And we mentioned, you know, not really focusing on. West Texas or Simon Fraser for your team. They end up playing them next week, Monday and Tuesday in Las Vegas. I will kind of ask you about the scheduling though. You guys didn't have a Thanksgiving classic this weekend. You were able to kind of have Thanksgiving off, which is nice. Now you have another South Central uh opponent in West Texas AM, Simon Frazier coming in. How did this, you know, little pair of games kind of come together for your squad just wedged in the middle of your Armex slate?
1: Yeah, so a couple of things transpired. Number one is we couldn't get teams to come to the Thanksgiving Classic, so we were scrambling because we just couldn't get it filled. And so this replaced that for us on the schedule. Uh, This is a great opportunity. It's very difficult to get West Texas to leave home, number one. So it's hard to play them anywhere, but at their place. So to get them on a neutral floor is great. Um, And it's a very meaningful game, particularly after losing a DBU it's another opportunity for us to to kind of make a strong statement to the regional committee about our team. So um, it is really good for us that we're we're getting that game. And then Simon Frazier counts as an in-region game too. It's a long story, but if our borders of somebody in our league touch the border of some of the state of somebody in their league, then it counts as an in-region game. So all of our non-conference games then do count as in-region games. And when I got the job and, we just saw how meaningful it was to play the Lone Star teams in the regional rankings you know I didn't want the one weekend where you them the first opening weekend of the year to be so impactful on the year I wanted us to have more of a resume that was more representative of how good our team was and so we've made efforts to try to schedule more more Lone Star teams we were able to get Kings going international these last two years and now to add uh West Texas um And this could be an annual event. They are going to build this thing where we could go every year. And we are planning to go again next year because the RMAC is reducing our conference schedule from uh, 22 games to 20 games next year. So we do have two more non-conference games. So, um, you know, it's a good opportunity for us to go over and play right before the Christmas break. This year, unfortunately, we do have games the weekend before in West Texas and Simon Fraser don't. So they're just extending their play after this weekend. So it's a little more challenging situation for us, but we were able to get the Adam state game that was originally scheduled for Saturday, moved to Friday. Um, So um, that, that is going to help us, you know, be able to go over there and be ready to go.
0: And it'll be a a well-deserved couple of weeks off coming up starting uh, Tuesday afternoon, Wednesday for your squad after finals and at Adams and then to Vegas for West Texas A&M and Simon Fraser. Coach, we'll let you get back to it. We'll uh, hopefully try to chat with you next week at some point, probably after uh, your trip to Las Vegas. Good luck in Alamosa. We'll have that game right here on the team, CMU Sports Network, 530 tip-off. And uh, hopefully you can pick up a win against the Grizzlies and then focus on West Texas A&M.
1: All right. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it.
0: Absolutely. That is the head coach of the Mavericks men's side, Mike DeGeorge, and I. I totally spaced on the geographic.